This is New Taku, where we talk things anime and manga. I am not an expert or a gatekeeper. I'm just a fan trying to share my love with you. Feel free to interact with me on Instagram and Twitter at NewTakuCast or email me questions and requests at NewTaku2019 at gmail.com. Listen on Apple and po- uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. And give out five stars on Apple Podcasts, please. And please subscribe and share. My name is Jim. Did you like our new theme song? That's going to stick around for a little while. I know it's been almost two weeks since I recorded. Been a little busy. Made some promises on this ne- this newest episode, but bars are open in Philadelphia, so uh, I've been busy. Real busy. Hard at work. Also shopping for homes, but that's not why you're here. So the new song is uh, something that my wife found for me. She is a great ear for music that I enjoy. I like post-punk. I like post-hardcore music. I like all the posts. Uh, I like shoegaze. I like emo rock. You know, this is the perfect song for a sad boy and a Japan-loving host. And that was Kobe Japan Band, Mass of Fermenting Dregs. The song's called After the Speed, and their e- it's off their EP, World is Yours. And it's not available on any streaming services. She found it on YouTube. So uh, I'll leave the band up in the description for this podcast. So this way, if you liked how this sound, and you'd like to hear the entire EP, or you'd like to hear the entire song, you can go ahead and check it out on YouTube. But like I said... Enough about me, enough about my likes. Oh wait, this whole episode's about what I like and dislike. It is time for the best of summer 2020. Oh my god, it's over. My tan is gone. My patience for some of these shows is gone. Some I'm glad they're gone. Some I wish they hadn't ended. (laughs) So we have rules before we you know, select our best of summer 2020. Of course, it shows that I watched. Shows I watched helps. So uh, go back and listen to the summer 2020 selection episode for how we ended up with this list. Uh, it has to be legally streaming. So Amazon Prime, who does not have any more anime, which is very strange. Nothing new since Vinland Saga, I think is the last new thing. So we're talking about winter of last year. Crunchyroll, Funimation, High Dive, Hulu, which is usually Funimation shows, Netflix, and YouTube, and also Twitter apparently is streaming stuff now. The season must end in summer. So Fire Force was a show that we watched. It started in summer, but it's carrying over to fall. So that does not count for best of summer. That'll count for best of winter. So let me give you those some quick thoughts on some of the on the shows that are carrying over. I have one big one. That's Fire Force season two. It's streaming on Crunchyroll. I think season two has been much better than season uh, one so far. The Benny Morrow and Joker invading the church storyline was very cool. I have to admit I've missed the last couple of episodes just because I've been trying to get caught up on fall because there are so many fall shows coming up. But uh, I've actually enjoyed this season more than I did season one. And uh, I think there was a very long stretch before we got a boob joke, which was pretty cool. Because the women pretty much are just there for boob jokes. Let's be honest. 
Also, a show that's being added to our watch list, and I've talked about it since spring, and it was delayed. It was a show created to create hype for the Olympics in Tokyo. It's called Extra Olympia Keep Close. It's streaming on Crunchyroll. I've talked about this before. It's claymation, paper puppets, and live-action shorts. Every episode's approximately five minutes, five to eight minutes. Uh, so it's like a time-traveling ancient Greek potter. So he visits, he keeps getting stuck in his pot with his problems, and he has to go to 1960s Japan, where he steals ideas to create his own town's Olympics. It's very funny. Each episode has a distinct ending song, usually telling the story of something strange from old Greece. There's one about Greek nudity, and it, it's 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 a pretty damn funny, like legitimately funny. I love it. I enjoy watching it. I'm going to include it because it ends in winter because of the carryover and everything. So I'm going to include it in our best of winter because I like it that much. But back to summer. Let's talk about our categories. So we have best male. Best Female, Best Worst Villain, and we have Music Categories. Most anime have original songs, and they get heavy airplay and CD sales, because CDs are still a thing, in Japan. And they are often commercial hits. So we have our Best OP, which is, stands for Opening Performance or Opening Theme, and Best ED, which stands for Best Ending, ding, ED, ending Theme or performance. Of course, we have the Nutako exclusive Mox Mediocrity Award. This goes to the most anime, anime to ever anime, a show that is complete mediocrity. It's something that you would say, yeah, that's a show. Most memorable scene. This is a new category for 2020. Um, so it's something from one of our shows that has or will stick with you as a defining memory of that show. Now, not necessarily good or bad. So let's think of some examples. So a good example, Goku going Super Saiyan for the first time. Pretty epic. Everybody that has ever watched Go, uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z, all us old people that watched it when it was coming on in the United States, remembers when his hair first turned blonde and his eyes turned blue. Spoiler alert. Bad. Goblin Slayer when the big old rape happened in the first episode. Not a great scene, but you remember it, don't you? When you think Goblin Slayer, what do you think of? That's right, the raping. Another new category is Best uh, Voice Acting Performance. And then we'll have the Best Episode of Summer 2020, the Best Show of Summer 2020, and the winners will go against our winners from Winter, Spring, and Fall of 2022 name the best of 2020 as chosen by me, Jim, of the Nutaku, Nutaku Anime Podcast. That was a mouthful. Now for our official Nutaku ranking system. If you're unfamiliar, the best thing you can get, it's very rare, is Masterpiece. It's a show that will be remembered forever. Next up is Must Watch. Watch this show. It's something you would recommend to your friends. Next is It's All Good, Man. It's enjoyable, but maybe you wouldn't recommend it to everyone. Then we have Mox. This is a very anime anime, if I've ever watched an anime. Pure mediocrity. Named after Midnight Occult Civil Servants. Not good. Would not recommend this. And the worst possible score you can get. I'm canceling my subscription. Fuck this fucking show. It's total trash balls. 
and I will break down our winners at the end. We're going to go through all the nominees, we're going to talk about every show, and then at the end we'll go through the winners. Now, I used to have a partner, and we used to go back and forth. So I picked all my winners ahead of time. This time I didn't do it. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, I do have some in my head, and one uh, in particular is like there's one option, so you have to pick it. But I'm going to make the decision at the end. As I read them, I'll make my decision. And if I have to actually argue with myself, I'll discuss it. And you guys can listen to me fight with myself. At least someone will be listening. Instead of me talking to myself. And my wife goes, hey, what are you saying? I go, it's nothing. Mind your own business. Just talking to this piece of cheese. It's so hard to cut. And of course, this is all opinion. Don't get angry if you disagree with me. People, a lot of people like a lot of stuff that I don't. And I like stuff that you're probably going to get upset that I have it ranked so high above your favorite show. I have a feeling there's two of them. You're going to be upset. I'm just joking. Probably just joking. Now, as you've become used to, if you've been listening to for the last two months, I'm going to take a big old gulp of this hot coffee. I wish it had whiskey in it. All right. I have started something that is in our watch list, and I ca- I started casually going back and watching Steinsgate. Now, we reviewed Steinsgate about a year and a half ago. It was one of the first shows we reviewed on this when this podcast started, and it is uh, way cooler when you know the outcome. The show is still amazing. It's even better now that I've watched it once, because I didn't go back and watch it again. I've watched it once, and I can go back and you catch all the hints and stuff. This uh, That is a great show. Even better on a second watch. I recommend it. And especially since you've seen it, you're not going to binge through it. You can catch an episode here and there because you know how it's going to end. So, there you go. All right. Well, let's get started. (laughs) Yeah! That was our first nominee for Best OP. It's called I Got It by Mia Regina. Capital letters, Regina. Because I don't give a fuck. She said it, I didn't. Oh yeah, I did just say it. 
How about Apare Ranman? Streaming on Funimation Hulu. There's 13 episodes. It was delayed from spring 2020. So we got a couple episodes early um, in spring. Early in spring. And then it came back and we didn't have it anymore. I think I just got a package. The studio is PA Works. They did Angel Beats and Shirabako. Uh, the director is M- Masakazu Hashimoto, who did a couple of Crayon Shincham films. Source is original, The Jones. Comedy and historical, your synopsis. The socially awkward yet genius engineer Apare Serrano and the wise but cowardly samurai Kosami Ishiki find themselves aimlessly drifting in the sea between Japan and America. In order to earn enough money to get back home, the duo enters a trans-American race in their own steam-powered car. Rivals, bandits, and other trials await them on this race from Los Angeles to New York. This is a good old-fashioned cannonball run type story. Um, It's got a good cast of characters. We get all races and genders. There were some stereotypes, but nothing that made me feel too uncomfortable. Uh, It's very well animated. It had a bunch of very good moments. Um, Kosame finding his courage at one point to take on the kidnappers because he can't hit... He watched his... I'm not going to give it away. Something happened and he couldn't get too violent. You know what? I'm giving it away. This is not spoiler-free. If you're worried about it, skip ahead. Yeah, his family was killed, and he didn't. He felt inadequate because he couldn't help them. So he has a hard time striking people down with his sword, but he overcomes it. But for a nominee for best moment, it has to be the first time Dylan and TJ get in a gun-fu fight. They're basically kung-fu fighting with guns, and there's bullets flying all over their place. Nobody's reloading. It's insanity. There was some heart-touching stuff. It wasn't. I wasn't crazy about the car designs, and it was a big far, a bit far-fetched. And you'll say, I know, everybody says it. It's a cartoon. What are you? Were you worried about reality in a cartoon? No, that's not what I'm worried about. My counter-argument with it, it was a bit far-fetched is that in fiction, and I've discussed this before, in fiction, you create a universe, and in this universe, there are roles. So if you establish that the big bad, Gil has a six-bullet cartridge in his gun. Then the scene where he fired... He had a scene where he fired hundreds of bullets without reloading. Where'd the consistency go? Am I right? It's gone. What the hell happened? Let's go uh, best female. Jing Jai Liang. She's the Chinese immigrant mechanic that earns a right to race by beating a misogynist piece of crap. And have a best ED. And here it is. It's I'm Nobody by Shutaro Morikubo. Don't look back, 
Now, the first Nutaku ranking of this best of 2020. It's all good. It's a fun show. Nothing too groundbreaking. And it is very well animated, though. So, fun, well animated. There you go. It's all good. Super hype song can only mean one thing. That was Theater of Life by Konomi Suzuki, and that's the opening song, the OP for Decadence. Streaming on Funimation and Hulu. There's 12 episodes. The studio is not. They did Saga of Tiny the Evil. The director is Yuzuru Tachikawa, who is very famous for Death Parade and Mob Psycho 100. The source is original, the Jones. Our action, adventure, and sci-fi. Here's your synopsis. Many years have passed since humanity was driven to the brink of extinction by the sudden emergence of the unknown life forms Gadol. Those humans that survived now dwell in a 3,000 meter high mobile fortress decadence built to protect themselves from the Gadol threat. Denizens of decadence fall into two categories. Gears, warriors who fight the Gadol daily, and tankers. Those without the skills to fight. One day, Natsume, a tanker girl who dreams of becoming a gear, meets Surly Kaburagi, the, an armor repairman of decadence. This chance meeting between the seemingly two opposites, the girl with the positive attitude who never gives up on her dreams, and the realist who has given up on his, sounds like me, will eventually shake the future course of this world, 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 world. Very cool world. Pretty good animation. 
especially the action animation, pretty good. It has a really nice original story. There is a lot of cannibalism in the show, so hear me out. Humans eat the gaddle. Gaddle eat the humans. Robots drink alcohol and inject themselves with processed gaddle shit. There's a lot of cannibalism across all of the races. I was rooting for Kaburagi Natsume, which is important in a show like this. But honestly, and I really love the story, but honestly, I never, ever got over the design of the robots. It's very afternoon Cartoon Network TV style. It's an ambitious attempt, but I did not enjoy it. The, the twist was great. I did not enjoy the other world, the robot world. Also, there's lots of plot holes. Like, what happens to human avatars when the robots log out? Do they just drop to the ground? And in the last episode, were the humans joining together or were the robots joining together as human avatars? Like, that's a big hole that I just... I, I wanted to see what happened to the bodies. We saw what happened to the bodies when... Wait, did we see... I think one time we... No, the bodies die and the robots... Yes, there's like a scene where the body gets killed and then the, the robot has to leave its avatar. I don't know. It's, there was a couple of holes. And it's a shame because I really, really, really liked it and enjoyed watching the show. Best male, Kaburage, gruff robot and uh, Natsume's boss. And best female, Natsume. She was great. She was like a true source of inspiration for the story. And the reason Kaburage does what he does. Best voice actor, we'll go with uh, Natsume, who was voiced by... Tomori Kusunoki. She was also Misha Necron in another show we watched. Um, and she performed the ED for that show. So, uh, best ED. Let's check it out. It's Kyoku no Hakubune by Kashitaro Ito. Check it out. <laughs> And Yudotaku ranking. It's all good, man. Fun story. Cool, shocking twist early on. There was uh, a nice class struggle, which I love. Um, it wrapped up nicely in the ends, where the world turns into kind of a uh, amusement park for all races. And uh, 
but the problem was is that I there was too many plot holes and I never got over the robot design and animation. Sorry, I know there's a lot of fans out there and you know this thing was being ranked near the nines and I just never got over that second episode with that plot hole and I just I mean it was a cool plot hole, but man, I did not like the robots. But to each his own. And speaking of to each his own, let's move on to the next show. Diary of our days at the breakwater or Hukago Tebo Nishi. Streaming on Funimation, 12 episodes. The studio is Doga Kobo, who did Asteroid in Love and the helpful Fox Senko san. Directed by Takaharu Okuma, who worked as an animator and episode director on a whole bunch of show. Uh, I think this is his first directorship. I'm unsure. As far as I could tell, it is. The source is a manga by Yasuyuki Kosaka. And the Jones? Or comedy, school, seinen, which is for an older adult male audience. And Slice of Life, which is everyday occurrences with no necess- not necessarily a fluid storyline. So here's your synopsis. The series follows Hina Surugi, a first-year student who moves to a town by the sea. While Surugi is more of an indoor kid who enjoys things like arts and crafts, she is suddenly thrown into the world of fishing. When an older student... Yuki Koroya, Koroiwa, invites her to be part of the school's fishing club. The show is cute. It's educational. It's funny. The voice acting is great. And it is a relaxing show. There's no high stakes. It's a great escape from everything in life that gets you down. You just watch these girls go out and learn about fishing. Go out shopping for raincoats. For lures. The cast is real small. It's maybe including her, including the parents is maybe eight to nine people in the show. Go best voice actor. Uh, you Sachihara, who did Yuki. She's the upperclassman. She does. She she wrangles Hina into the fishing club. She does this like um, country accent, but she's real laid back. Uh, she talks like that. She's really laid back. It's pretty cool. And a great ED featuring the voice cast. It's called Suri no Sekai A by Umino Koko Tebo, which I think is just the name of the cat is the cast of the show. So here, check it out.
your Nutaku ranking for the Fish Girl Show. It's all good, man. Relaxing, chill, fun, entertaining show about nice, wholesome girls going fishing. And I gotta admit, it's definitely one of my favorite shows to watch of summer 2020. Surprise, surprise. Who wants to cry? Toki Asako with Home. And that's the OP for Fruits Basket Season 2. Streaming on Crunchyroll and Funimation. It's 25 episodes, so it carried over from spring. The studio is TMS Entertainment, who did Case Closed and Dr. Stone. And the director is Yoshihide Ibata, who also did Attack on Titan Junior High. I have a feeling that Ibata-san is going to become much more in demand because of the show. The source is a manga by, legendary manga, I might add, by Natsuki Takaya. The genres. Comedy, drama, fantasy, romance, shoujo. Think shonen. Shonen is for boys. Shoujo is for girls. Tends to be a little bit more romance-driven instead of action. And slice of life. Here's your synopsis. Spoiler alert. We're doing this full heavy, baby. I'm talking about everything. It's been almost a year since Toru started living at Shigure's house. Though she now has a deeper relationship with each of the Somas, not just Yuki and Kyo, she's concerned about their sinister curses, true nature. The right path to choose, predetermined destiny. What emotions will arise in Yuki, Kyo, and Toru in the face of the eternal banquet? What will be their resolve? Oh my god, so much character development. This season, uh, Kyo, Yuki, and Toru have full motivations now. We're introduced to best female nominee, Rin, the horse girl, who's just like a... Ang- she's angry and she's trying to, like a horse, a wild horse. She's trying to buck the Soma tradition that they have to stay together. Uh, also, Akito, the villain of this show goes full psychopath and definitely nominated for best worst villain 
and we get the reveal, which was we suspected from the beginning that Akito is has is born female, and she is burdened and lonely, and she takes it out on everybody. She gets physical with Toru. Oh my God! Uh, let's give a best voice acting performance by Maya Sakamoto as well for Akito. She did the voice of she does the voice of Shinra from Fire Force as well. I did a little research. Surprised, aren't you? And best episode, and I mentioned it a few seconds ago, uh, of, of many great episodes in this season. Episode 10 is called Who Are You? So everyone goes to the Soma family beach house to watch fireworks. You know, and you're thinking it's a typical let's all bond together fireworks episode that's a trope in anime. And there's a confrontation beto- between Toru and Akito, and shit gets physical! And it also has an amazing ED, the second half we're talking about, because there was an ED and OP for the first half, an ED and an OP for the second half, and this is for the second half. Uh, it's got amazing visuals. It looks like watercolors. They're all in, f- like, floral scenes, all the characters. There are so many characters in the show, but you care about all of them. And here's the song. It's called, it's, uh, the band is Monkey Magic, with a J in magic, with the song Eden. Check it out! Sayonara, Asua Modoranae, Korewa, Anatani, Okoshita Negai Sakura no Yoni Imawatada Kazeni Pukaderu, Tsuchikara Hokori Kasaneta Hibio Kokoro. And your new Taku ranking. It's must-watch. I can't express how good this show is. We gushed all over it in season one. I'm going to gush all over it in season two. The story is great. The characters matter. Uh, you care about their well-being. Everyone is beautiful. They're falling in and out of love. It's an awesome show. Check it out. Yes, then you know, but I'm not letting go. Oh, oh, oh. 
That was Contradiction featuring Tyler Carter. Wait, I, I know the name of the band. Hold on. Give me one second. Coquette? Kosuke? Kosuke. Sorry about that. Nothing like dead air. Yes. Kosuke featuring Tyler Carden, uh, Carter. So, that is the OP for the Crunchyroll original brought to you by Webtoons. The God of High School. Streaming on mm-hmm, Crunchyroll. 13 episodes. The studio is Mappa, who did Dororo and Banana Fish. The director is Sung-Hoo Park, who worked on many big group name shows in every single capacity ever imaginable. Name a couple. Banana Fish, Fairy Tale, Full Metal, Alchemist Brotherhood, The Sources of Digital Manhwa by Yong Ji Park. A manhwa is a Korean comic. I think of the equivalent to a manga. The Jones. Action, adventure, comedy, fantasy, martial arts, sci-fi, supernatural. This is your synopsis. Jin Mori has proclaimed himself the strongest high schooler. His life changed when he's invited to participate in the God of High School, a tournament to determine the strongest high schooler of all. Did that explanation help you understand what the show is about? No? Well, neither will watching it. They definitely fight, uh, and the animation is absolutely, the fight animation is, in general, the animation is absolutely amazing. Everybody has pink ears, everybody has pink noses, and all the ladies got some thighs, I'll tell you that. We got thighs of all ages and size. You know what I'm saying? But the story's all over the place. I couldn't tell you who's bad, who's good, what the hell's going on. But I will say best episode and best, our best scene from this episode as well. Uh, the episode is uh, episode 10, Oath Meaning. So they're fighting. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on, but it's chaos. There's fighting all over. It's, at one point, two of the characters actually look at, you know, they're watching everything. And they, I think they say, like, I don't, what's going on? Because I had no idea what was going on. But there's this, these, this guy shows up. He kind of looks like a fisherman. He's got a fisherman hat on. He's got like an army jacket with like, could have hooks on it. Um, he shows up and he's with this huge drum team. And they're like, bum, 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 bum. And his giant space sword is falling towards the arena. And they got to stop it. And man, the animation is amazing. But I couldn't tell you what the fuck was going on, man. But that's it. And that episode are pretty freaking amazing. So how about the Nutaku ranking? I hate to do this, but not good. I'm sorry. The animation is beautiful and gorgeous. And the fights are so good. And they're so cool. But I have... This story is a fucking mess. Someone explain to me exactly what's going on besides fighting. I have no idea. They didn't explain anything. There's factions, maybe. There's a guy with white hair who's evil. But then there's other evil guys. A shark dude who wants to be God. And then... I, oh, man. I'm thinking about it. And I think smoke's coming out of my ears. I read that Young G. Park is no longer going to write the manhwa. So I have no idea if the story ever ends. And I'm okay not watching it anymore. I'd like to watch clips. Like, oh, shit. That 10-minute sequence where they... A space dragon uh, fights a uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex or something that makes no sense happens. You should check it out. Yes, not good. I'm sorry. Next.
Lapis Relights. Streaming on Funimation, 12 episodes, the studio is Yokohama Animation Lab, who did mirror tights about sexy tight thighs. And the director is Hiroyuki Hata, who did Yumi Kuri, which I'd never watched. It is a mixed media project, a.k.a. it involves a game. The Jones? Magic and music? Tiara has been accepted to the Flora Girls Academy for Young Witches. Her lifelong dream of becoming a powerful light to cleanse the world of magical beasts is now possible. But not before she hits the ma magical music books. Oh, and little did Tiara know, she's about to take center stage in a classroom full of potential dropouts. Challenge accepted. I have absolutely nothing to write home about here. It's a very middling show. Wink, wink. Cute girls. There's magic. There's songs. There's dancing. There's very little consequence. Pretty good animation. They talk about monsters the whole show. We get one episode of monsters. This is obviously a tie into a game where you have to, you know, level up by fighting endless hordes and grinding against endless hordes of monsters. New Taku ranking. Mox. Doesn't get much more Mox than this. The show sure was a show, all right? The girls were cute, though. That banger was by Six Tones. The song is Navigator, and it's the OP for Millionaire Detective. Balance. Unlimited. Or Fugo Keiji. Balance. Unlimited. String off animation. 11 episodes. Cloverworks is the studio. They brought you a bunch of good stuff. Promised Neverland. Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. It's directed by Tomohiko Ito who did season one and two of Sword Art Online. Source is a novel by sci-fi author Yasutaka Tsusui. The genres, comedy, mystery, and police. Your synopsis. Detective Daisuke Kanabe, Kanbe, has no problems using his own fortune to solve crimes, even when he assesses human lives based on their financial worth. Compassionate Haru Kato sees all life as sacred and is sickened by Daisuke's materialistic ways, 
Can they stop butting heads and overcome their opposing worldviews for the sake of solving the toughest crimes in the precinct? Now, this show was delayed from spring because of COVID-19. Um, the story was pretty ridiculous, but it was fun. The animation is very good. I didn't particularly buy into the story or get attached to the characters. Um, yeah, you know, it was kind of like a futuristic kind of future. Well, he's futuristic. Dice case. The only guy that's futuristic. Everybody else is a cop. Um, yeah, I mean, the story was okay. I, you know, Nutaku ranking, it's all good. I'll just throw it out there. Uh, it's a fun show with pretty good animation. I really don't, I, like, there's nothing to give away about it. I don't think that, I don't think it's, I would watch a season two, let's put it that way, but I'm, I'm okay with it ending. It ended and they kind of left it open, but I don't know. And of course the Americans are kind of evil. Yes, we are evil. Let's check out another song. Here it goes. That was the band Civilian with the song Seikai Fusekai for The Misfit of Demon King Academy or Mao Gaokin no Futeki Gosha. Streaming on Crunchyroll. 13 episodes. The studio is Silver Link, who did Bafuri. I don't want to get hurt. So I'll max out my defense. And the director is Shin Onuma, who directed Bafuri. I don't want to get hurt. So I'll max out my defense. And Masafumi Tamura, who did The Wise Man's Grandchild. The source is a light novel by Yoshinori Suzuma. The genres. Fantasy. Magic. School. Nobody likes going to school. Now, for the longest synopsis in the history of the universe, here we go. The tyrannical Demon King has been reincarnated after 2,000 years. However, his suitability to the academy that educates candidates to become the new Demon King renders him a misfit. Anas Voldegor is a tyrannical Demon King that eradicates humans, spirits, and even the gods, but became bored of eternal warfare and reincarnated with dreams of a peaceful world. However... What awaited him in reincarnation after 2,000 years were descendants who became too weak after being accustomed to peace. What a bunch of softies. 
and all sorts of magic that deteriorated to the extreme. Anos enters Demon King Academy that gathers and educates those who are viewed as the reincarnation of the Demon King. But the Academy could not see through his th true powers and ends up branding him as a misfit. Furthermore, they already assumed that the legendary Demon King was someone completely different. While everyone insults him as inferior, he counts Misha, the one girl sympathetic to his cause, as his subject. The misfit Demon King races up the hierarchy of the demon demonic world. Divine providence, destiny, miracles. Before my eyes, they all grovel and are eradicated. The show is a little dark. Uh, I, it's just from the preview, I thought it was going to be comedy or com comedy heavy. Not at all. Very serious business. And dark. There are some people that get seriously injured in the show. And, you know, killed. Uh, it's a lot of fun, though. Uh, <laughs> that being said, all that death, it's fun. Uh, it had a real destroy class structure vibe, which was cool. Down with cast systems. The characters were all very likable. It also had like a very, uh, for if you've not watched it, I, I'll explain. Uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Like it was very, felt a lot like that. So you get like, although that's more comedy heavy, but you get a super overpowered character in Anos who you know will never lose. He's not losing. But they're really, he's really kind to everybody around him. So you root for him. Uh, and speaking of Anos, let's go best male. Anos Voldegor. And uh, best voice actor. Tatsuhisa Suzuki, for who did Anos of Voldegord. And let's check out the ED, which is Hamidashimono by Tomori Kosunoki. And here goes. And your new Taku ranking. It's all good. Uh, it's a good story. Likeable characters. Pretty good animation. Uh, it's a little dark, but it's fun. I don't know if that makes any sense, but dark and fun. Next up, a show that we didn't get the last couple episodes of. It stopped at 10 on Crunchyroll. Ninja Collection. Uh, streaming on Crunchyroll, like I said. The episodes, there's 13 total. We got 10 on Crunchyroll with... And they're about four and a half minutes apiece. The studio's Draws 
and ILCA, which stands for I Love Computer Art. They did Yamishibai Japanese Ghost Stories, which I think this is based on. And Tia is another company. They did Business Fish, and the director is Akira Funada. The source is original, the genres, horror, and supernatural. Tokyo, a city full of dreams and desires. Even today, there's a band of ninja passing down the old techniques and carrying out missions, hidden from the eyes of the public. Blending into the darkness of the city, slaying in human darkness. People call them Togashu. So we get these little shorts, and it's spooky stories with pretty boys saving the day. There you go. Nutaku ranking. It's very mox. He was fine. He was creepy at times, which is good. It is a horror show. But the static animation isn't my cup of tea. I found it just, I'm, if it was any longer than uh, four and a half minutes, I would have tuned out very quickly. Next, Peter Grill and the Philosopher's Time, or Peter Grill no Kenja no Jikan. Streaming on Crunchyroll and High Dive. It is definitely adult-oriented for High Dive. They have their unedited, quote-unquote unedited, so High Dive, Crunchyroll has, an episode, has episodes where the boobs are kind of just big white spots, and the crotches are big white spots, but on High Dive, they're smaller white spots. Crotches, too. Episodes, there's 12 of them. They clock in at a 12 and a half minutes apiece. The studio is Wolfsbane, which looks like their first show. And the director is Tatsumi, who does hentai. The source is a manga by Daisuke Hiyama. Jones. Comedy, etchy. Etchy is boob and dick jokes. It's usually light in tone. Fantasy. Harem, which is... A man or woman surrounded by a group of the opposite sex, and they're all trying to fuck them. Romance and seinen. Your synopsis. Peter Grill is the world's strongest fighter, but his ascent to the top came with an unexpected consequence. Women around the world, human and monster alike, want to bear his genetically superior children. Since he's currently engaged to the love of his life, Peter isn't too keen on his sudden popularity, and it will take every ounce of self-control for Peter to keep his hands on him to himself and his relationship with his paramour and one piece in the outrageously irreverent Peter Grill and the Philosopher's Time. This show stunk. Lots of shiny butts and boobies. The elf girl looks legit like a child. And he fucked her. I did like the orc girl being named Piglet. The ED was pretty good. Not worth ranking, though. I don't think I legitimately laughed once. I laughed the first time I saw the elephant represent his penis. I don't think I laughed any more than that. Uh, not good. My new Taku ranking. I am canceling my subscription on this one. What a big, fat turd. And last on our list, obviously I did this all alphabetically. Or maybe not obviously. Uzaki-chan wants to hang out, or Uzaki-chan wa asobetai. Streaming on Funimation, there's 12 episodes. The studio is ENGI, who did Kimono Michi Rise Up, a show we reviewed. And the director is Kazuya Miura, who also did Kimono Michi Rise Up. The source is a manga by Take. The... <laughs> Excuse me. The genres are comedy, edgy, and slice of life. University student Shinichi Sakurai 
is comfortable being an introverted loner. It doesn't care what others think. Buxom underclassman Hana Uzuke, Uzaki, I should know it, that's her name, well, that's the name of the show, Uzaki, doesn't understand this one bit. A tornado of joy, she's taken it upon herself to make him more social. Starting to enjoy her company, he'd concede that they're friends. Can it be possible? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Booby Joke Town. This was a cute show, though. Booby, uh, <laughs> I called her Booby. Uzaki was a bit grating, but um, she comes off as lovable eventually. Uh, I found the coffee shop owner and his daughter very funny. Uzaki's mom was cute and funny. And of course, no booby joke show is a, could, could exist without having a beach episode with a really inappropriately long boob, boob groping scene. I mean, we'll give it to uh, Sakurai. He does it on accident, he's blindfolded, and he thinks her boob is a watermelon? I've touched a couple of boobs in my life, and a couple of watermelons, and I don't feel the same. Okay, so best scene uh, nominee, uh, Uzaki turns 20 and goes out drinking with Sakurai, and she gets wasted and pukes on his futon. Uh, it's very funny because the visual of her puke just is rainbow bubbles, bubbling out of her mouth, and I legit laughed my ass off at that and watched it twice. Uh, the boob, uh, boob groping seat aside, I enjoyed Uzaki-chan and would watch another season. So your new Taku ranking. It's all good. Cute and funny, etchy show. Nothing too offensive except the beach episode. And it, the pain in Uzaki's back must be offensive, carrying around all that weight. Poor Uzaki's back. Her spine is aching to get those boobs reduced. All five foot of her. Okay. That's the end of our list. Now it's time for the coveted awards. Let's start with best male. Remember, mind you, I haven't selected anything yet. This is my first time selecting. I have in my mind, but haven't selected anything. So, best male. Here's your nominees. We have Decadence, from Decadence. We have Kabaragi, the hornery robot armor repair protagonist who brings down the system for his friend Natsume. Or, Anos Voldegod, the reincarnated demon king here to right the wrongs of the world. And your winner, according to me, is Kabaragi. I'm going to go with Kabaragi. I liked him. He really liked Natsume in kind of like a dad-boss kind of way, you know what I mean? And really took care of him. Anos was great. He was the driving force of that show. But his overpoweredness at times was just like, all right, pal. But, you know, Kabaragi uh, faces death multiple times in the show. At one point, I thought they had killed him off. And I was like, oh, no shit. But, you know, he was great. He was good in this. So Kabaragi is your winner for Best Male from Decadence. Best female. We have three. From a Pari Ranman, Jin Jai Liang. Uh, she's the mechanic from China who bests her male counterputs, counterparts, counterputs to drive in the trans American race. We have from Decadence, Natsume, a one armed orphan who bucks her assignment in life to hunt Gadol and inadvertently overthrows the entire world. And from Fruits Basket, we're going with a new character, Rin. 
She's the angry horse girl. She's willing to risk everything to get out from underneath Akito and the Soma family curse. And your winner for best female is Natsume from Decadence. And you're going to say to yourself, well, how come he didn't necessarily like it? Well, maybe it's because I really, really, really did not like the robot animation at all. And Jai, uh, Jin Jai Lang was really close in winning this, but she just wasn't featured that much. She was just a background character. She maybe had a few moments going on later episodes. Her big moment was early on when she wins the right to drive the car in the race. And she's a great character, and she kicks the shit out of people, but when it came down to it, she was kind of just a background character, and I wish they had featured her some more. So, best worst villain. Oh, weird, you only heard one person, because it can only be one person. It'd be unfair to nominate any villains against this villain. Fruits Baskets, Akito wins this one. She is a special kind of manipulative, destructive, pathetic, evil. She's a true villain. And she brought, she brought anxiety to the screen, to the characters, and to the viewer every time she was in there. Uh, Akito is got to be one of the worst villains of all time. <laughs> and we haven't even reached the climax yet. We're still in season two. Which, mind you, season two, season three is the final season. I think we're getting it in the summer of next year. How about best performance by a voice actor? So... From Decadence, we have Tomori Kusunoki as Natsume. We have From Our Diary at the Days of the Breakwater. We have Yu Sasahara as Yuki Kuroa. From Fruits Basket, Maya Sakamoto as Akito. And from The Misfits, or The Misfit of Demon King Academy, Tatsuhisa Suzuki as Anas Voldegode. I gotta go with Anos on this one. Everybody did a great job. I love Akito so much. I like you know, love is in heat. I love the character. Uh, the uh, Yu Sasahara from Dire for Days of Breakwater. Her voice was so chill and so relaxed. And Decadence already won, so I'm giving it to uh, the Misfits of Demon King Academy. I really enjoyed that show, and his voice was the driving force. His, his character was the driving force of the show, and his voice was, <coughs> excuse me, unlike my voice, was strong and completely stood out from the rest of the characters. Best OP. Well, from Apari Ranman, we got I Got It by Mia Regina. From Decadence, Theater of Life by Konomi Suzuki. From The God of High School, Contradiction by Keisuke featuring Tyler Carter. From Millionaire Detective Balance Unlimited, we have Navigator by Six Tones. And from The Misfit of Demon King Academy, we have Sekai Fusekai with a civilian. Let me double check and make sure I, I didn't forget something. Did I forget? Fruits, did I put Fruits Basket in there? I didn't! God damn it. And from Fruits Basket, we got Toki Asako with Home. So, this is always a very difficult category for me. Because I'm a big music guy, and I fucking love some rock and roll and music and stuff like that. So, one of the deciding factors, and one of the reasons that God of High School song got on here, was because it's got you hyped to watch the show. And, um, you know, it, it was like the typical, let's get stoked to watch 
a TV show, uh, sing along with it. And all of these have that quality. But I gotta go with Theater of Life by Konomi Suzuki from Decadence. The song was like very distinct and stood out and had that Japanese pop feel to it that would make you like want to watch the show. It makes you excited to watch the show. So I'm going with Theater of Life by Konomi Suzuki from Decadence with uh, Toki Asako with Home in the close second from Fruits Basket. Okay, ED. We have a Parirama. It's I'm Nobody by Shotaro Morikubo. Ridiculous song. I don't give a fuck. From Decadence, we have Kiko no Hakabune by Kasataro Ito. From Diaries of a Days of Breakwater, an adorable song sung by the cast. It's called Suri no Sekai by Umi no Koko Teibo. From Fruit, Fruits Basket Part 2, uh, Monkey Magic uh, with the song Eden. The band is Monkey Magic. And for the Misfit King uh, Academy, the Misfits of De- <laughs> the Misfit of Demon King Academy, we have Hami Dashimono by Tomori Kosunoki. Um, I'm going to have to say the ED from Fruits Basket is friggin' awesome. So the winner is Fruits Basket Part 2, Eden, with the song Monkey Magic. Most memorable scene. I've got three. From Pariraman, I've got the Gun Fu scene. From the God of High School, this ridiculously over-the-top fighting off the giant sword over soul scene. And from Uzaki-chan, drunk Uzaki puking on the bed. This is super tight between two things. But I gotta give God of High School some props on his animation. This scene is so ridiculous. I may not have liked the story, but the animation is just so good. Only two Best Episode nominees. We got Who Are You, where Akito and Toru become, come to a physical altercation on Fruits Baskets Season 2, Episode 10. And God of High School, Episode 10, with the, it's called Oath and Meaning, with the, uh, the mentioned uh, giant sword falling over sword, drum beat, drum circle scene. But Best Episode, I gotta go with Fruits Basket Season 2, Episode 10. Oh, man, the tension... The tension in that episode. It's so good. Now, for your Midnight Occult Civil Servant Award, the Mox Award, the award for mediocrity, the most middle-of-the-road show you could possibly have in a season, I gotta go with Lapis Relights. It had me going early on. I think there was one episode where I was actually like, oh, this might be pretty good. And then the rest of it was kind of like, hmm, I guess I have to watch this. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. That's fine. And now... For your best show of summer 2020. Someone out there provide a drum roll, please. Your winner for best show of 20, summer 2020. It's got to be obvious after listening to this entire episode. It's Fruits Basket Season 2. So many complex characters and a complex story without overwhelming the viewer with too many, too much bullshit. You always knew what was going on. Every character has great character design. Everyone has a story and a motivation. It has a truly hateful and vile antagonist. It's a great show. Ditch your preconceived notions of anime. Take my word on it. We've talked about it before in season one. This is an amazing show, regardless of genre. It's beautiful. It's well done. The storytelling is fantastic. 
I love it. The music is great. The atmosphere is great. The backgrounds are great. And they really are only in a couple of backgrounds, but they're so well done. Beautiful show. Fantastic show. Fruits Basket Season 2, the best show of summer 2020. And honestly, summer 2020 was a bit of a disappointment. Some of the shows we were very excited for, or that I was very excited for, ended up disappointing me, uh, in particular, Decadence. Um, and it, it was just, you know, there were certain aspects of it I did not like. But, you know, Fruits Basket Season 2 carried it. And it was, I knew going into the season it was going to be tough to beat Fruits Basket. It's a really good show. So I'm going to give you my final rankings. This is all the shows. Number one, I told you, Fruits Basket Season 2. Followed by The Misfit of Demon King Academy, Decadence, Diary of Our Days of, at the Breakwater, and Uzaki-chan Wants to Hang Out. I, I really enjoyed those shows. I looked forward to them every week. Apari Ranman was fun. Millionaire Detective Balance Unlimited was fun. Uh, and then it's like a big drop-off. We got Lapa, uh, Lapis Relights, The God of High School. What a f- jumbled mess that show was. Ninja Collection, I didn't get the end of it, and it was whatever. And Peter Grill and the Philosopher's Time was complete trash balls, man. What a stinker. There you go. There's our best of 2020. It was a long one. I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, I think we're going to talk about a little bit of manga, but I also have so many shows for winter, not winter, fall 2020, that are on now, their first episodes. There's a couple that are wow. Holy crap, this is going to be a good show. This, is, this fall is going to be, I talked about it mid-summer. I was like, fall is looking like it's going to be chock full of stuff to talk about. So, very exciting times, exciting stuff. It's fun to be an anime fan, especially with so much product. Of course, some of the product is Peter Grill and the Philosopher's Time. But what are you going to do? you got to pick from. That's what I'm here to do for you. Hopefully you appreciate it. So next week, I think we'll talk about some manga. Maybe this week. I don't know. Maybe I'll double up and do another episode in a couple of days. I did skip a week for you. I was given advice once. If you're doing a podcast, you have to put out product every week, whether you want to or not. You may hate your life and hate yourself, but you've got to drag yourself in front of that microphone, put a product out. People will appreciate it. Problem was is that I was working too hard, so I had no time. <laughs> Between sleep and work, I didn't have enough time. But I'll try to bang out two this week. Hopefully. We'll get you a manga episode and some news. Maybe we'll talk about a movie. And then, of course, our big selection show, our draft, our winter 2020 draft. Of all the stuff I went through a couple of weeks ago in our way-too-early preview, a lot of it is available. I think up to over 30 shows are available or streaming right now. And it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of stuff to pick through. And I'm, only, I'm trying to whittle it down to only five, and we have some carryovers and some returning shows. So it's going to be tough. But... Thanks for joining us again, once again. So let's get out of here. Thanks for joining me this week. Once again, please share us with your friends and follow us on Instagram and Twitter on NutakuCast, at NutakuCast. Send questions and show requests. Email is nutaku2019 at gmail.com, and I'll talk about all of them on the air. Listen on Podbean, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Spotify. And give out five stars on Apple Podcasts, please. And please subscribe and share. And until next time, I'm Jim. And gone botter!